And like, what do you get when you do one-on-one coaching? I, I mean, it is kind of a little bit self-explanatory, but I'm sure there's so much more to it. That you get you coaching that's one-on-one. <laughs> one, two, What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of the On The Runs podcast. We are live and in person. We are on a absolute high right now. Wow, what an interview we just had. That is, this is a little teaser. What an interview we just had that you guys are going to have to wait for. No spoilers. Yeah, it has, well, maybe we'll give one spoiler. Pink. Sure. Yeah, pink. <laughs> so... Uh, great Aerosmith song, by the way, or a decent Aerosmith song. Not one of the greatest, but one that everyone loves. So uh, we are we are in person. We have these new fancy microphone stands. Here they are. They're really cool. Um, we got the we're we're really moving up here in the uh, living big room time. studio. We're in the big time now. So. I will have to continue running and working out and strength training because now I don't have a pillow to cover my gut. You just got to sit in the broken couch seat where it's lower yeah, than that the might rest help. of them. So, um, <laughs> you can't tell mine. Speaking of your house, mm-hmm. remember when we had Amanda on in January and there was that whole scene where I lost it and laughing about her and her boyfriend having their first pee together. And <laughs> yeah. you were like, Eric is has lost it and he went to the bathroom and now he's peeing with the door open? Yes. Your door doesn't shut that well. I know it doesn't. Yes, yeah, so you just don't try. <laughs> I, I I use that bathroom quite a bit, and I do close it, but I expect it to kind of like latch. And I kind of realized today you got to kick the bottom. We were oh, that that door has been shitty since we bought the house, which we just hit our eight year house anniversary. No just way. Yesterday, I really so eight that's years been a broken door for eight years. <laughs> I think I'm at seven now. I'm at really? seven. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We refinanced last year, mm-hmm. um, or two years ago now, and we got like a sweet interest rate deal, like under three percent. And oh, we too. cut off years. We we went to, from we had twenty six years left. We cut off six years. Dude, I did the same. We thing. went to twenty. We cut off four or six years, whatever it was. I cut off fifteen years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, so, we, no. How it, many, it's uh, not my. Forever, we went to a fifteen year loan. It's not my forever home, though. I can't say this is my forever home either. We need more space. Not for any other Your reason. Your house is much bigger than mine. You have no house kids and you need bigger. more space. We want room for activities. Brandon wants like to woodwork and there's just yeah. no space. No, I, I want, I want, like, I want a garage so I yeah. can get an electric vehicle. I want a two, <laughs> I want a two car garage with a loft on top or like, I want like How a barn. How cool would that be? I want yeah. a barn off to the side. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't even talk about the barn animals. Oh, my God. Write that down <laughs> for next year when we have her on. I don't have a pencil. They're over there. Here's the other thing I'm thinking. Because uh, Brandon's home, and he's been home for a while, and was we just finished our interview. Banished him to the basement. You're like, <laughs> Brandon, could you start dinner soon? Like, no, I told him he could start dinner. I am not one who cooks. I just don't enjoy cooking. So it's it's <laughs> 8.15 p.m. Yeah. now, and we haven't eaten. I'll I'm eat a th- bowl of cereal tonight. I'm I'll thinking we just need happy. to always bring food when we record at your house. Like That'll make Brandon happy. Subs or something. And yeah. we we could always get a third for Brandon as like, hey, thank you for letting us use the house and being quiet and, <laughs> and disappearing downstairs or upstairs. He'll wherever become he goes. his favorite person. <laughs> 
he's getting more comfortable now. The last couple episodes, we're like, dude, you can be over there doing whatever. You don't need to like hide the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, it really doesn't affect the interviews or the podcast yeah. anyway. So he's got a TV. He's got a sweet setup downstairs. He's got a nice TV. He's got his PlayStation. Like, yeah, he's he's got stuff to do. Well, our he can go. our <laughs> he can setup go is getting sweeter too. We got these fancy like hands free. Hopefully, none of this. But explain <laughs> what we did here to oh. counter the weight. So you can't see it. It's uh well, yeah, you did it on your art. We did it on the Instagram live. live. Check it out. We just did a little Instagram live, but we have our um we have a counterbalance where we have our mic cases and we put a weight inside so it's making it so it doesn't spin. We got quite the two so pound Peloton weights inside to keep it like perfect balance <laughs> right. because the the arm's so far extended towards us, the weight of the microphone just wants it to drop. So Yeah. Well, Let's not extend this anymore. Let's get to our interview. Yes, let's. Because we had, so Boston stuff's going to wait. And because we haven't finished all our Boston interviews yet, we haven't even started. Because every time we thought we would do it, the Bruins had a game. And they kept <laughs> losing. Well, and now you don't have the Bruins to worry about Remember what anymore. I said on the pod a couple of weeks ago when I congratulated them on their amazing season? But I said, it doesn't matter unless you mm-hmm. do it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Remember what I said I was worried about? Goaltending. Goaltending. It's not what we we Tuka Rask is one of the greatest goalies we ever had, and a lot of people don't like him, and then a lot of people love him. Guys, guys, he could get you out of the first round. These guys can't, and this is the great. They benefit from a Very great team in front of them. What a disappointment! I'm not going to call it a choke or an embarrassment. The NHL upsets in hockey are common. It's not like basketball where the par there is no parity. Like I don't even know if I use that word correctly there, but. Like the the 16th seed in the Stanley Cup finals in the past, even recently, has won the Stanley Cup. Ooh. Any team that makes it can win it. So it upsets are common, but they're not really upsets. Like the league is great, but they had a three to one lead. No, though, at one point, no right? reason they should have lost that series. They were two games over or two games. No, up they had a three to one lead, yeah. and then the last two games they had the lead in the mm-hmm. third period, total of three times, and yeah. So you got to insert that. Whip, 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 whip. So <laughs> I'm not sad like I used to be, like I was really, bu- but like now I got my nights free again. Okay, cool. So, but be- <laughs> because of that, we did an interview over a month ago and I feel really bad for her because typically we do the interview and I get it out within two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I edited this on the airplane when I was coming home from Nashville. Like I'm trying to remember, what did we talk about? So we had this girl, she's really, she's really awesome. She's from California, West Coast girl, mm-hmm. lives in San Diego, yep. but grew up in Northern California, I think San Francisco area. Done some cool marathons. She did Chicago with you. She's a trainer. She's a trainer, a coach. Yep. She does a lot for women running. So she was really great. Uh, and she did this one race. I do remember another one where, well, I'm not going to give it away, but it was the <laughs> Nike race and the- the, um, oh, the Nike women's race. Right. Yeah. And, and it, you didn't get a medal. You got something else handed to you by somebody else. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll let her tell it. Yeah. Tell we'll let story. her tell it. So guys, enjoy- our next interview with Jennifer Steele. Our next guest on the runs comes all the way out west from California, and she is joining us on the runs. She reached out to us on Instagram, and I love when people do that because it just brings all these new, fun, and exciting people into our world. She's a run coach, and she's just a super cool running mom. I'm so excited, Jen, to have you on the podcast. Jen Steele, welcome to On the Runs. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. We are too. It's been so long. We've been trying to connect. So finally it's happening and let's get right to it, shall we? Yeah, we were just saying I was at Disney World when you messaged me and I was like, I'll get back to you. And I think it was like a month and a half later, I'm scrolling through my DMs. I'm like, oh, Jen Steele, that's right. I said I would bring you on and life life comes at you fast. It just blows by the time. But how are you? I am good. I am settling in. I'm really waiting for spring here. We've had a really rainy stretch in California, which I know makes me a whiner, but like I live in San Diego <laughs> for a reason. So <laughs> have you have you guys gotten a lot of rain? Yeah. We've gotten more rain this year than in all of 2022. No way. Yeah. Aren't you originally from Northern California? I am. Yeah. So I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area and lived there until about two years ago. And then we relocated. Oh, why the big move down south? That is a big move, even though you're in the same state. Yeah, yeah. It's like over 500 miles. So solid move Um, because we wanted to. (laughs) We fell in, we'd been down here a bunch of times and fell in love with it. And then it was a pandemic move. So we, California was super strict during all of the things and eight weeks of like not seeing friends and family, we were like, oh, we could do this where we don't actually live next to them. Like, all right, let's go. (laughs) It's like some people are like, what? No hugging, no touching. That's totally fine by me. And then some people are like, I can't go a couple days without like hugging my favorite. That was really hard for me. I'm, I am definitely a hugger and I not seeing my parents and my, my sister and my friends. It was, it was tough for me. Yeah. So being closer, a little bit closer, but in the nicer weather, that's definitely a plus. (laughs) You said you made many trips to San Diego when you were living in the Bay Area. What was the reason for those trips? Uh, We loved it down here. So we came on vacation. We would take our daughter to Disneyland, and then we would just drive the extra hour hour or so to go to San Diego. Um, Both of my baby moon trips, like when the trips before the babies came, were down to here. Um, So yeah, just became our go-to spot. I'm jealous you had a baby moon. I never had a baby moon. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned you have a couple of kids. Why don't you tell us about your family? Yeah. So I have two daughters. They are six and three and a half, almost four. And they're all kinds of crazy. (laughs) Right now we're in the like juggling. So I teach part-time in addition to my run coaching but I don't teach at either of their schools. So we're in the midst of like juggling all the things, three different schools. (laughs) How do you do it? I can barely do it and I don't even work at the school. I mean, it's a lot of scheduling. (laughs) What do you teach at school? Uh, Third grade. So I only teach part-time, which is the greatest gift ever. (laughs) Oh man, I don't know how you do it. Teachers are something else. They're absolutely amazing. I... I don't envy my daughter's teachers just knowing my daughter. And then the rest of them, I'm like, oh, my God. And we just had a big birthday party and the whole class was there. And I'm like, how do these two teachers do it? It's like one teacher and a teacher assistant. I don't know how they do it. Six-year-olds are insane. So I have a six-year-old or she just turned seven. And you have a seven, uh, six-year-old and a four-year-old. So, yeah, the juggling is insane. Erica knows all about it because I talk to her about it I hear about it, but I I am kid-free, so I I can only sympathize with you guys. And the worst is when they get sick, right? Because then you've got to stay home and it's like one's sick, one's not, but then the other one gets sick. It's just, it never stops, right, Jen? 
No, it never, never. And then like, who's going to stay home with the kids today and who gets to change their life and who gets to go about their day and not deal with this? Right. It's like, I have to go to work today. Well, I have to go to work too. Well, who's going to stay home with the kids? Well, what are your parents? Nope. There's a snowstorm. They're not coming over. (laughs) Oh, that was my week last week. Well, Jen, let's talk about you and running because we're a running podcast, right? <laughs> what were you doing as a child? Were you a runner then or an athlete? What What did you do? I did not run at all. I remember very, for whatever reason, maybe because I didn't do numbers when I was a kid, like the fifth grade presidential mile test was like 14 minutes. Like, hmm? I, <laughs> <laughs> you could see the kind of effort you're putting into that. <laughs> right. And then I didn't run again. I went to a charter school, so we didn't have to do like traditional PE. Um, I did dance, so that was my like athletic movement and like competitive mm-hmm. dance growing up. And then in college, I had a friend in, you know, right after we had turned 21, and she kind of convinced me to do a well, I thought it was a 10K. She registered for the 5K, and (laughs) that was the start of my running story. Well, wait a second. What is competitive dance? Is that like you have dance offs and you're competing against each other one on one? Like, (laughs) like uh, what's the movie with those all those girls? Um, Oh my god, it's a cheerleader movie now. Dance and cheerleader not the same. (laughs) Bring it on. Like is it comp- like great? Like you say competitive though. dance. Yes. I'm thinking like one versus one. No, and, it's like know, team. You're... So it was like through well, my school. Um, it was actually color guard. If you know, I don't know if you know what that is, which is like the yeah in band. There's the color guard, like that marches with the marching band. But I did something called winter guard. So like the flags and the rifles and the sabers oh. that you like spin and throw and dance twirl and stuff. stuff. With them. That's so it's, hard it's, to do, man. That's so, like coordination in itself. It was a lot of coordination. So it's not it's not Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson and Zoolander no, then. Okay. It was not. I mean <laughs> That's where you go for dance off. Okay. <laughs> Those videos would be a lot more fun to go back and watch. <laughs> that would be great. We need to do a real with a Zoolander, you know, remake or something. That would be fun, but <laughs> what is that blue steel or something? Yeah. The face, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my god. We're already off track. <laughs> So your first race, your friend, you thought it was a 10K. It was actually a 5K. No, 5K. I thought, I knew there was, I knew there was options at the race. Mm -hmm. I thought we had agreed to sign up for the 10K, but we got there on race morning and I was signed up for the 10K and she was signed up for the 5K. Oh, so that's a little sneaky there. That's yeah. not so we, that's not a friendly thing to do. We started together and then I had to do a second lap by myself of the 5K course. Yep. And she was like, bye. So had you only trained for the 5K at that point? No, because I knew I was doing the 10K oh, the whoa. whole time. So I mean, gotcha. trained when you're 21 and have a friend like casually drop it in like, hey, we should do this because we're going out too much. It was very loosely trained. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. The 10K was your first race. Is that the one that got you hooked? It was, I think it was the running community because I actually don't love the 10K distance. I've never ra- done a 10K race since then. I just fell in love with like the community. I think I picked a really amazing, the, or the organization that put on the race is very much like a local California-based. It was based out of the Bay Area. Now they have some races all over California. Um, 
women focused. It's called the Mermaid series. So like very Ooh. all inclusive, like come and walk it. There was no pace. So like even I think I probably took about 90 minutes to run this 10K and I wasn't the back of the pack because I was like, and so I think like just the whole idea of all of it was like the best experience it could have been. And then I like refound some competitive stuff that kind of went away in college, not being a college athlete or anything like that along the way. So how long did it take you to get into another race? Uh, it was a while. I don't think I did another race for a year and a half almost. And then I ran a half. <laughs> and then after that, oh, I was right. sold. <laughs> Did your friend continue that journey with you or were you on your own? Not. Where she's like 5K and done or? She did more like 5Ks. I think she's done some 10K since then, but definitely didn't continue on the same trajectory that I did. Mm. <laughs> so you kind of found the running community outside of just a few other friends. You met like, you probably met a bunch of new people and new running friends in that journey. I didn't at first. I had just a couple of close friends that I would like casually run with sometimes, but it was more like a solo, like it's, which is still what it is for me a lot in a lot of ways, like time to process and think about things and feel feelings and all of that good stuff that I don't traditionally like to do very much. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, everybody uses their runs for different for different reasons. And if you're getting some mental clarity, just a time to unleash feelings, it's it's clarifying. It's great. So how did that first marathon go? Usually everyone has a great story about their first marathon because it's your first big 26 mile race how'd it go oh, there's for you? no good stories here uh I think I was blessed with not knowing what I didn't know going into it and I this was you know 2011 or so and I had no I was not into like the runner's blog I know that they existed I didn't read any of them I think I found a free plan online that I kind of sort of followed when I wanted to um, I had just graduated from college and I was commuting into San Francisco for work. And so, you know, I did what I could and it showed on race day. Um, I am, I pulled a muscle in my, uh, hip or like down something glute at about mile 15 or 16. And then the race person, um, the race marshal, or somebody pretending mm -hmm. to be the race marshal came by on a Segway at like mile 23 and was like, they're going to close the finish line. And oh. I don't think he actually did it because we got there and everything was still as fabulous mm -hmm. and set up as it what, like was supposed to be. Nike, the big deal at the end was that you got a Tiffany's necklace. That was like the big... Whoa. That's a big selling point. Yeah, well, you don't I get agree. a finisher's medal, you get a Tiffany's necklace. And... So I was like, I can remember running this end section with my girlfriend or walk running it at this time being like, you know, all the four letter words and I'm going to get that Tiffany's necklace. Like if I have to tear it from somebody's hands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like six and That's a half hours cool. of running later. You know, I was exhausted. I don't know. I was delirious. <laughs> so it was not your so ideal first marathon. That's not what you were envisioning. <laughs> no, definitely not. What do the guys get for finishing that race? Same thing. They get a Tiffany's necklace. I feel All like, right. I like love it. I wonder Nike's, what they do with Nike's it. Nike's women, like the women's marathon. So they're trying to get more women into it. So, I mean, it was I, yes, men well, can was, run, but. 
I, I can't remember I, if it was, I think it was given to you by a San Francisco firefighter in a tux. So like the entire awesome thing was all point. for women. They don't do it anymore, but that was like the entire draw was like <laughs> all women. <laughs> I think they do. They do one. Don't they do one in like the Hamptons, Nicole Erica? Nicole did, did yeah. one, right? Yeah, um, I think it was I, a half. It might've been a while ago. Also but, a half, yeah. I think. I don't know if they do fulls, yeah. but. I, I asked her the same question. It. What are the guys getting? She's like, just. Don't go. It's for us. It's for us women. Mm-hmm. Don't go. Pretty much. <laughs> Let us have this. Just one thing. <laughs> Just this one thing. Oh, that's cool. So your first race was, did you know that when you signed up for that race, it was you were going to get a Tiffany's yeah. necklace? Yeah. So was that like motivation? Like, okay, I want, because Erica, if, well, she's up upstairs, but if you go down, down, downstairs in her house, she has like 800 medals. I don't know. I'm exaggerating. Not quite. Either. So she runs. <laughs> Yeah. she and a couple of her friends like rachel runs her medals they're about the medals you know so i guess i'm blabbering on here do you see it and you're like "Ooh, tiffany's necklace yes i'm gonna do that race uh i think it was the whole thing so at the time they had been doing it for like 12 years that nike had and it takes over the city like they completely closed down um i'm blanking on the name of the square there's a big shopping square in san francisco that's like four city blocks and then everything comes out from that. And they close that entire area to corral the runners at the start. And then San Francisco is a very small town. It's only seven miles by seven miles. So you literally are running the entire town to cover 26 miles. And so that part, it was, if you knew San Francisco, then you had experienced this race. And I want to say it was around 20, 25,000 women that ran it um, or people who ran it. So it was a really good sized race as well. And so I think it was the combination of those things. Mm -hmm. Also, my favorite movie is Breakfast at Tiffany's. So adding a Tiffany's necklace didn't hurt anything. (laughs) Do you get to run over the Boston? No. Oh, my God. Boston. (laughs) Golden Gate. You're thinking Golden Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Do you get to run over the Golden Gate Bridge in no, this race? No, but you ran by the Presidio, which is like the park right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been there once. I went out skiing. So my brother lives in the Tahoe area. And I went out there, visited him for a few days. We went skiing. It was April. It dumped 30 inches the night I landed. And we skied for three straight days. And then all the snow was – it wasn't gone. But we then we went to San Francisco and I had a friend who lived out there. I spent two days with him. It was a lot of fun. City touring is something I can do for a day – Two days is a little much. The best part was actually I went to Sacramento on my way back to Tahoe with another friend, and that was a blast. But we just day drank all day at these uh, really cool like bars and a warehouse, kind of like there'd be a CrossFit gym. You know how those are in these warehouses, and then a bar next door, like a just like Pipe Dream. All these cool bars in Sacramento, like Pipe. So I really enjoyed my time out there in the Bay Area. It was a lot of fun. I've never been to um, San Diego, but I would imagine. Is, can you even run across the Golden Gate Bridge? Is that a thing? Yeah, and some races will do it. I think that for Nike, it was probably too big because you they don't close the road. So you're running on a sidewalk, um, essentially, on the side of the Golden Gate Bridge. Is it like a real sidewalk or is it like a bigger sidewalk because they know people come? Like I'm thinking the Brooklyn Bridge. You ever gone to the Brooklyn it's Bridge? Not, it's like, I mean, it's slightly bigger than a residential sidewalk, but it's not like a huge walkway or pathway or paved trail or anything like that. And then there's a nice gap like that between the, (laughs) like the grate, like the gate, you know, on the side and then in the car and the walkway. So there's like 
walkway. Oh, okay. Walkway. And then like a four to six inch gap. And then there's the railing, which is really interesting. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. Maybe they weren't thinking about like how many people would come to this bridge. I just, I know I've been to Brooklyn and the Brooklyn Bridge is you're, you're, you're above the cars actually, but it's this huge overpopulated area, kind of like a wooden deck walkway through the middle. I was, I was envisioning that, which also probably wouldn't be the best thing to run on, but. No, it'd be really cool to say you ran across the Golden Gate so Bridge. I've done right? another race that went across the Golden Gate Bridge and back, and it was it was really cool. And it was so early, so it wasn't busy, and you it felt like running through the fog because you're in the city. And then when you land oh, across yeah. the Golden Gate Bridge, you're in Sausalito, which is like beautiful views looking back at kind of the skyline of San Francisco. So it is really cool to do. No, it's cool. I've been, and I'll be, I'll go back again because my brother, he actually just moved to the Napa Valley. So I'll be out there. I've been a couple of times. I'd go back too. Have you done a marathon yet in uh, California, Erica? Done Big Sur, and that's the reason why I went. I've done Big Sur twice, and we had friends who were living in um, Oakland at the time, which is right next to San Fran. So we would um, spend a couple of days there, then drive down to Monterey, and the rest is history. Beautiful race. Mm hmm. You got into run coaching to become a run coach. You are, I, I guess, our third run coach that we've had on the pod. We've had Ruth, Nicole. Oh, yes, I'm counting yes, Nicole. Yes, yes, it's very new for her. Yes. But you're our third run coach, and you've been doing this for a little while, have, right? Yeah, four years, a little over four years now. And I, so I started kind of through my own work with a coach uh, in 2017. I got in the lottery to run Chicago, which is a whole story in and of itself. So in 2017, I ran yes. Chicago and I worked with a coach for that. And kind of through that process, uh, I was still a very much mid back of the packer. Um, I had run another marathon since then, had gotten it closer to five hours, but not um, super speedy or anything by any stretch. And I realized like I needed more help. I needed more accountability in my running. And so I worked with a coach. I had no problem like reaching out for help to get that. And in that process, I realized that most people who were running or whose runs looked like mine didn't think that they deserved to work with a coach, didn't think that it was worth it, didn't see value in it. And so kind of after that process, throw in being a new mom kind of on top of it, I realized how helpful it was to have somebody else. And then I kind of wanted to be that person for people who might not otherwise feel like they should work with a coach or had a coach that kind of knew where they were coming from or what it life looked like for them. So do you typically work with women or do you, who is your typical athlete that you work with? I typically work with women, although I have coached a few men for different things, um, getting back into running after some time off or who want to improve 5K, 10K has been most of the men that I've worked with, but it is definitely more women. But I think that's kind of because that's the message that I put out, right? Like I started coaching mm -hmm. as a new mom and that's kind of my, my spill. <laughs> yeah. You go here to help you love running and PR with less miles. I got, I, so we talk about women and running and your mother. What is the mother runner? So that's actually the Instagram handle for a organization called another mother runner, which is a group of, uh, or it's a 
organization that helps women with running. So the founders, Dimity and Sarah, have training plans and they have books that they've written and training journals. And now they have all kinds of different services they offer and groups that they run. They have nutrition programs. Like it's a whole suite of things. Um, And I'm the coach for their 5K program. No way. So how did you get connected with them? um, I was an ambassador or I still am an ambassador, just like a general ambassador for their program. I've used the training programs before. They're slightly more personalized than a general generic training plan. And you get popped Mm -hmm. into a Facebook group with people who are training for the same race using the same or training with the same plan that you're using. Um, And then they posted that they were looking for a coach. uh, And so I applied. (laughs) Pick me, pick me. Yeah, exactly. I love the concept of those Facebook groups, though. Those are just so motivational. And especially if you're just having a bad day, you can just find anybody who's going through the same thing as you. And especially if you're training for the same things, you're going to come across the same roadblocks. And it's just such uh, an excellent resource. Well, and I think if you're not at a point where you want to pay for a coach, it's so helpful to have somewhere to go, even with like, I think I used their plan maybe four or five years ago. So I'd been running for a long time, but I just needed like a sounding board sometimes. Like, okay, remind me how I'm supposed to use this hill. And there is a coach in these groups. So like for my 5k group, I'm the coach. So I go in there and I actually do coach the athletes that are in that group. I answer questions and things like that. So I think it's helpful to just have somebody that you can go to or, you know, people who are like, you're not the only one. <laughs> right. Now, is is all of this virtual in girls and women runners around the world or the country or are a lot of them based in the San Diego area where you no, are? No, it's all over. Uh, I think another mother runner might be U.S. based. And then I work with athletes all over the world. So I have a couple. All over the world. Um, Right now, I don't have any, but in the past, I've had athletes in Germany and Scotland and uh, Qatar. Oh, awesome. You know what you got to do is you just got to say, honey, you're, to your husband, I need to go out there. It's a business trip. I'll expense it. It's a tax write-off. <laughs> you know, I got to go to Germany, and then I'm going to go to Qatar. And uh, I said Qatar. Like, like a, Qatar. It's because I'm a national. <laughs> no, now, you like said it right. You said Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be, yeah, you get, you know, maybe one day you'll get one in Cape Town, South Africa. Honey, I got to go. I got to coach this girl. She's got a big race coming up, big 5K. I had three athletes <laughs> run Cape Berlin Town. and London last year. And I was like, okay, can I make this happen? Like, do I <laughs> yes. need to go be there for them? <laughs> Manifest. <laughs> if If you need anyone to back you up and say that you – need to be there i will i will do it for you i <laughs> will be say the alibi she n- needs to be there she needs to be. be at the race you need to send her yeah especially um especially those international <laughs> ones where you get to go somewhere you've never been before london so, and berlin are pretty great <laughs> definitely definitely want to go there i don't know if you know this but erica just got i, I love to pump he, erica's he tires does. and sometimes embarrass her and talk about her all, all the time i'm very excited she I'll just show did you uh, keep going she did Tokyo the other day, That's and right. she got her six Congratulations. star. Congratulations! I just got my my certificate. Okay. That shows That's I amazing. All these. So I was showing him earlier. I was like, I just got this framed. 
Congratulations. Not a good thing. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) He's going to be talking about it more than me, I think. I don't like to brag too much, but like it's, it was special. It's pretty special. It's a big deal. (laughs) No, it is a big deal. And I will pump her tires and tell everyone how amazing she is. And I'm the same way. I won't tend to brag as much. So I need her to do it for me when, when I finally do my next big marathon. So, all right. I have a feeling Chicago is going to be your favorite. So, but outside of Chicago, what's your favorite race you've done? Any distance? Any distance. It's a good question. Um, Put your heart in the spot. I, know. I got her. Yes. I mean, all, I think that other than Chicago, all the races I've done have been in California. I mean, there's, that didn't there's narrow a it lot. Down, man. There's a lot of yeah, miles here out. to do. Um, I didn't help out much though. So I think I have a couple different ones for different reasons. Um, All right, let's hear them. So the La Jolla half I've run, it was the first marathon, half marathon I ever ran. And then uh, last year I went back and I ended up running it as like a fun run because I had a deferred entry. I wanted to rerun it 10 years later. And then it got canceled because of COVID stuff. And so I ran it the year later. It was a deferred entry. It's a really hilly race. It's not an easy course, and but it's beautiful. And I ran it as like a fun training run as I was leading up to a marathon that I did last June. And kind of when I got to the finish, like my girls were there and my husband was there and my in-laws were there. Oh, that's cool. I ran it like with one of my girlfriends ran it as a training run with me. And so like the whole time we were like laughing and taking videos of each other. And so that was like the most fun for sure that I've ever had like during a race. And then I ran the Re- a Rebel race. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. Um, I'm running one this year. Which one? I'm doing Rebel Rockies in oh, Colorado nice. in June. Fun. So I did the... Big Bear one in November, the half. And so cool. That was super fun for like an entirely different reason. Um, I had a really great race. It went really well for me. I, the downhill was great. The recovery is really hard. So just bear in mind. <laughs> like, I will. I will. A girlfriend and I that ran it together saw each other at preschool pick up the next day and we were literally both waddling, like couldn't really walk. We just like saw each other and started laughing so hard. We know the drill. Yeah. Like it's, I know I, what you did yesterday. I know the drill. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just saying like seeing somebody do, like doing the walk and you're yeah. like, yeah, I know what you did. It was like the hardest muscle recovery I've ever had. My husband was like, I've never seen you this sore. And I was like, yeah, that downhill felt great the whole time during the race, but afterwards. I've done um, Revel Mount Hood when they still had that in Oregon, okay. and um, I ran that with an with a, a stress fracture. So I was hurting in a whole different way after that race. But yeah. I totally didn't. You fall? That was Shauna. <laughs> Shauna. Fell oh down. yeah, Shauna had the bloody knees. <laughs> yeah, but she fell down at like mile was it two or five or something, and then had to run the rest of the marathon like with bloody Bleeding. knees and like scraped hands, and <laughs> she was not happy. <laughs> she did great though, better than me. <laughs> Have you ever run the CIM marathon? I know that's up in Sacramento. It, I have not. I was supposed to run it in 2020, and then God, COVID we all know what everything. happened. <laughs> yeah, um, it really does. Yeah, yeah. Derailed. So, didn't happen. That's that's a big one. I know that's a big one up there. That's the one that Addie Zarena ran, and she had her code brown. My brother's been up there for that one. That's a big yeah. one. I've so run, I've yeah, I'm not surprised. Before, 
which is why oh, cool. I was like, oh, it would be fun to run it. What was your job as a volunteer? Water or garbage cans of noon. <laughs> garbage cans of yeah. noon. Yeah, that's how they fill up the cups on a race course is that they use Did, garbage cans. They fill a garbage can up? I can, and conf- then I can confirm. There's like bags of powdered noon and you just dump it in. No way. I've never oh, seen yeah. this. It's what, it's what happens at 4 a.m. on race course. <laughs> I did that with and the so Gatorade you just, yeah. on, a, on the And then you just court. scoop it? Yeah, and you scoop it okay. and you dump it in and then you use like a broomstick <laughs> almost to like, yeah. Fancy, right? I need, I need, I need, <laughs> I did not know this. So you did that in Boston too, Erica? Well, so is that well, all the- is harder wait. because she had powder. We had like a the super concentrated drink mix, like it was already liquid form. So we were just pouring it in the the garbage cans. But but she actually had to do the work and like mix it with the the. <laughs> so That's fun. your job, you were you were like one of the wicked witches of the West or something. You had the broom oh, yeah. and your your. <laughs> we were cracking up like the whole thing. There needs to be a race on Halloween, a marathon where they do that, and all the uh, aid. Age station people are dressed up as witches. Oh, that's great. I I never knew that. I learned something new every day. I did not know. And so that's I'm guessing all the cups on the table, Erica, when you when you were the um mm-hmm. the water person at the boss marathon, those were all in a trash can just before, so they're absolute garbage. No, the cups no, the you cups have a are pitcher fresh. that they're, you fill from the garbage. Use a pitcher and mm-hmm. fill it from the garbage can and then you pour. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so since since the garbage since the water went from a pitcher to the cup, the cup was never in the garbage, so it's not really trash. All right, we had to c- keep. I'm covering, just giving. We had to keep covering up the um, the garbage cans though, because people would try to throw their cups in them, and you're like, no, 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 it's not trash, oh. it's not trash. <laughs> like, had to keep stopping people, <laughs> like stand in front, like block it. It was, it was, yeah. You throw your trash on the ground, not in the trash can. Basically, like we all had rakes. Like that was our job after the waves of runners went through. We'd rake up all the stuff, clean up, and just try not to get the the cups in the giant trash bins full of Gatorade. Oh, man. Never knew this. Never knew. You didn't even tell me last year. Or at least if, I, if you did, I wasn't listening. But, you know, I don't listen often. So, um <laughs> Wow. Uh, all right. Let's talk about then. Let's go to Chicago. Let's talk about Chicago. You've teased us <laughs> twice now. Um, I, I am excited for these stories. I love these stories. And, and not that I, not that I hope for failure or for code Browns. I, I love the recovery after and the comeback. And I think you got a comeback coming up this fall. So I hope so. So after, let's see, after my first marathon, I was like, I'm never running one again. Right. Cause that's what you know, if you have a bad first marathon, like never doing it. And then, you know, a couple of years goes by, I ran probably eight more half marathons. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do another one. And then my second one happened. I was like, I fueling, that was the thing that I messed up. Like I, my fueling was off. I didn't fuel enough. Like I'm going to fix it next time. So mm-hmm. Chicago, I'm working with a coach. We like had a pretty good training cycle. I had run more for Chicago than I did for either of the other two in trainings, you know, I felt better. It was the first time I had ever done like true speed work and nutrition was a lot better. Um, but that day in Chicago was a hard day. It was very hot and very humid, at least for this California girl in the Bay area. It's not, it was for a New Hampshire girl too. It was not just you. 
That was yeah. a bad You were in the same race, right? I was at the same race, but I'm going to let her take it away. But I'm just <laughs> confirming her story. She is correct. It sucked. <laughs> I So my coach that I was working with at the time lived in Florida. And so she kept looking at the weather and the humidity and being like, you should be fine, you know, based on dew point, whatever, whatever. And I'm in California where 30%, like in the Bay Area, where I was in the East Bay, it's very dry. We're usually like maybe 15% humidity, 18% humidity. Like it just doesn't get humid there. I was used to very dry Mm -hmm. heat. So I can go out 90 degrees and run. It's not humid. And then the day came in Chicago and I was like, I don't know about this. Like it's going to be really humid at 80 plus degrees and I'm going to be there when it's the middle of the day, like 80 plus degrees. And yeah, I loved every second. The first half, I was like living my best life. (laughs) Like I enjoyed every second of it so much. And I came close to a PR in the half marathon, which you never want to do in the first half of a marathon ever. (laughs) Like you don't PR your half in the first half of a marathon. (laughs) But I was just having so much fun. I'd never like it's a major, right? You have the crowds. I had like it was everything about it. I loved every second. Your watch isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing because you're going under building. So you can't even be like, Yeah, I heard that one. Oh my gosh, I'm going it's- way too fast. You're like, YOLO, I'm having fun. <laughs> it literally <laughs> screws up your GPS in the first like half mile of the race. And you're like, whatever. Looks like I'm <laughs> winging it. Which I knew my coach told me to know that going ahead of time, but I was like, I'm in the right corral. If I run with my corral, it'll be fine. It was not fine. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I don't know. After I just, the second half of the race, I don't even really remember. Like once you go back, once you go out and are coming back into downtown, I don't remember much of anything after that. I just kind of blacked out and did it. Um, I was also eight months postpartum with my first daughter, which, you know, was a really maybe not the best decision I've ever made. But I think it was really good for me emotionally being a new mom to have something to train for and to have a goal outside of Absolutely. being mom um, in that part of my life. I think that was really helpful. Doing it as a full marathon, maybe should have done a half <laughs> at eight months. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I went my... Well, my best friend's husband happened to put his name into the Chicago lottery the same year. We didn't really talk about it. We were at Thanksgiving in 2016, I guess, so almost a year before. And I was like, Kyle, I just did this really thing that may be really dumb. And he was like, what'd you do? <laughs> and at the time you're pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the time, I'm like seven and a half months pregnant. Not, I'm like really pregnant. <laughs> I was like, I think I did. We'd run a couple of half marathons together. Neither of our spouse. So my best friend doesn't run. My husband doesn't run. But, you know, we had run some half marathons and stuff together. And so I was like, Kylie did this thing that's probably really dumb. He was like, what'd you do? And I was like, I put my name into the Chicago lottery. And he was like, oh, my God, I did too. Like, wait, what? (laughs) And then we both got in, which was crazy. Uh, but we'd run enough races together that we didn't like actually run together, even though we were relatively similar paces. Sure. And I remember passing him at like mile 23. There was a bunch of tables with oranges and stuff on them. And we were just in it having both of us are having terrible days and looked at each other. 
what were we thinking? Why did we do this? Like, this was so dumb. And then we finished, you know, like 40 minutes later, whatever it was. Uh, And then I got the flu the next day on the flight. Like I was flying home. So I was like, that's why it was such a bad day. Oh, no. You were sick and you didn't know it. By that night, I had no voice. I couldn't talk like at all. And I was like, oh, I bet it's just, you know, people get sick after marathons all the time. It's fine. I'm just so excited. Like I did this marathon. We were at one of the pizza restaurants, whatever. And then I got up the next day and like had to fly home. And it was like full on fever, chills. I was like sleeping on my backpack trying to like my husband's going through the airport trying to find me day quill. It was awful. (laughs) Like, yeah, that is and not- you probably had a little baby <laughs> with you too. Did you take we the did baby? Not, no. So she stayed with my in-laws, which I was really glad for. It would have been really hard to navigate with an eight-month-old. So, Man, our parents, parents are great. Thank God for that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes. And, and, and they, they stayed home for a couple of days with like an eight-month-old baby. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they love her. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Wow. I, I know the struggle and the jug and the juggling and we were talking about juggling, right? And we'll get back to you got future Chicago plans, but juggling with kids. How do you continue to run with having little ones in the house and having to juggle already enough? How do you get the running? When they were little, we did lots of stroller runs, like lots of stroller runs. When my youngest was like six months old, like when she could go in the bob, like sit in the regular bob without all the attachments every day. Cause that was when we were home all the time too, with the mm-hmm. shelter in place. Like I think every day we went for a run cause I, we need to go, we need to go. I need to get need out of the house. Outside. So I'm going to go, we're going to go for a run cause why not? Uh, and then even when I was working full-time teaching, it was a lot of stroller runs after school. I would pick up my daughter from preschool and I'd go on a run or accepting that I wasn't going to get maybe as many miles as I wanted. Like okay, if I go right now, I have 20 minutes, I'm going to just go. Or I'd run their empty stroller to their school. Uh, It used to be about a mile away. So I'd run the empty stroller to the school, load them up in the stroller and then run them home because that was the way I was going to get it in for the day. And it was like, all right, two miles is better than nothing. So I'm going to get the two miles in and I'm going to run the empty stroller looking like a crazy person. (laughs) It's it it's so hard to get it with little kids. I'll tell you, like I struggle. And this 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 year, my boys just turned two. I plan on getting them out in the double stroller. I took Adeline a couple times. But the last time I put Adeline in a running stroller, Erica, you remember the five k? You remember her face? She was not in the amused. finish line photo. She was like, yep. What are you doing, Dad? Like, She's like six, boring. right? Arms crossed. <laughs> she is now, but she, she just was... turned seven. But she was. She was almost, she was three and a half in that photo. I'm like, yep, running is done. (laughs) Running is done with her. She is not amused anymore. That picture is hilarious. I I hope Ashley put it in your fridge or something. This is what Daddy and Adeline do together. (laughs) You know what? I need to print that. We got pictures on the the stairway. What are they? They're not like, they're canvassy Mm -hmm. or something, right? And I, I should blow that one up and make it like a eight by ten. <laughs> Do of it! That. Oh my Just god, face. <laughs> love it. Jen, I'll send you the photo later, and I'll repost it on the gram for <laughs> it's everyone. Silly. But yeah, it's really silly. I used to like she. She would get dressed in like running clothes too for these runs, and this one she didn't want to get out of her dress. She's like, "Nope, I don't want to do it." And I'm like, "Oh, my little Tom girl is no longer a Tom girl." 
and she she would wear dresses every day. And now uh, now she's a cheerleader, and she loves Wednesday Wednesday Adams. <laughs> so yeah, it's something. Whatever phase or fad they're in, it's over a couple months later. It's on to well, a that's new what one. I was going to say about so. the stroller runs too, especially at like three and a half. Like you just keep doing it. Or I can remember like a one run in particular will probably stand out to me forever because I tried to convince my daughter like. If we're like, I wanted to do a long run. And so my trick for long runs was to always run to a park. So we would run to a mm-hmm. playground. She would get to go out and play for like half an hour. And then I would bring a ton yes. of snacks and she would just eat the whole way back. And on this That's one particular, really all the time I did, that was like my number one stroller. Like if I wanted to go for more than, you know, a couple miles, that was what I did every time. And on this one run, for whatever reason, she was maybe two. She was not having it. And we were like three, we were closer to the park than we were to my car. So we were at least two miles away. And she screamed the entire time back to my car. I'm like on a trail, like a paved bike trail with the stroller. Oh, no. And I mean, at what one point I just put in my headphones and I was like, she's fine. She's buckled in. This yeah. is what we're doing. I yeah. got to get her to the car. There's no other yeah. choice, but like, <laughs> I'm sh- like all yeah. the looks that people were giving me, like going the opposite direction. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't help it. it was like it's 20 gonna minutes do of you know, gonna do. <laughs> you, you know, your strategy you do, I actually have done quite a bit with her after, because we would do the bike rides too. And I would have her on a seat in the back. And I remember we would do like 20 mile bike rides someday on rail trails, <laughs> wow. whether it was dirt or paved, but halfway, I, I, I know halfway was a point where we can stop, walk around the grassy area. She could go play in the playground and all that. And then, and then, uh, ride back. Sometimes we'd be getting late. I'm like, we need to go. It's getting, it's going to get dark. <laughs> it's time. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, it's time. Let's go get back in the bike seat. Come on. So I started taking my boys biking uh, last year. They're a little too small. This year, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I think I'll get a lot more miles on the bike this year with them. What do you do for two on the bike? I got – oh, my cousin had two kids, you know, fairly close in age, and they're too big for it now. So they gave me a bike trailer with two. So my daughter was the seat that connects to the bike Mm -hmm. frame, and I loved it. It was great, even though she's staring right at my back. She'd always shake like this. Oh man! Right, tilt you over, and then, and then the bu- right, and then the bike would tilt over. And she thought, like, she'd sometimes say, "Let's go faster." So she, if she did this, she thought it was going to be faster. But really, it was like, "No, stop! Don't do that so much. You're going to tilt us over." Funny story. One time, she wanted to see me do a trick, and I, I have no bike tricks. But I thought, you know what, I can do. I can do this thing where I hit the, only the front brake, and I can kind of lift the back wheel up, and I can spin the bike around sounds terrifying and so i said okay i go okay i'll do this not with her on the bike though of course so i put her on the truck bed and when i did it i went too far over and i had to like bail out of my clipped in shoes and i kind of like throw the bike under my feet and i go that's not how it's done and there's this the is why you're in the this is why and there was the there, there was this there, there there were these two old couple who were walking and they're looking at me like what a loser <laughs> What a loser. Some guy trying to act cool in front of his kids and be a BMX X game star. So yeah, no more running in the stroller with her, but she will go biking with me and she will go skiing with me and the skiing is a blast. So I don't know if you, well, Northern California, you got some good skiing in Tahoe, but. Yeah, we miss Tahoe. Now down here, it's not as, I mean, this winter there's been a lot of snow, but the 
even the closest place that people or the the main place people go is still like seven or eight hours away in Mammoth. So we're not doing that. (laughs) Have you ever been out east? I know you. I know you never done a run outside of uh, California besides Chicago. Have you ever come out? East? I have. It's been a long time. Um, I have lots of family in the Midwest, so I usually end up there. Uh, but I've been to New York and DC a couple of times. Um, DC, uh, Hilton Head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got to come to New Hampshire. Got to come to Boston. Do the Boston Marathon gotta one day qualify. too. Got to get there. Are yeah. you there? No. Are you close? We got a no, lot of fundraising tips if you ever no decided to go that way. That's how I got in. So. Erica has a lot of fundraising <laughs> tips. I've never I, fundraised so for it. Not yet. Fundraising for Chicago this year because I put my name into the lottery and then I didn't get it, but I had already like gotten so excited about doing it again. Okay. And right. like had in my head like started dreaming like, oh, it'll be so fun to bring the kids this year. They're old enough that it'll be fun. It won't be like it'll be chaotic, but like it'll be more fun. I want to see what I can do. Um, in this past June, I ran a pretty big PR at the Rock and Roll San Diego Marathon, which is awesome. a very hilly marathon. And so, like, I want to see what I can do on a flat course. Like, I want to see what I can do on that course again. Yes. Um, if you can rock a hilly course, you're going to destroy Chicago. <laughs> so I got so I think I just got so excited about doing Chicago again that I was like, all right, I got to do it. I'm just going to fundraise. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's going to be way less of a commitment for you. So I mean, what Boston's at least like 10k. And yeah, what do you have to do? Like 25. maybe two? two, 25. So two or 25. So yeah, doable. Excellent. Some it's good training, good training for uh, fundraising, fundraise training there. <laughs> Plus we got no, a lot of yeah, tips in absolutely... some of our older episodes so you can look those out. If you go to some of the Not old Boston marathon promoing ones. ourselves, but you know, we were fresh then. Be careful. We were fresh. We were, we were still <laughs> raw. Tough. We were a little raw tough. at this. Yeah. No, Erica has some great tips for anyone who wants to fundraise. I'd just say slide in her DMs like Jen slid into mine. So. <laughs> well, she slid into mine too. So yeah. she knows how to do <laughs> that's how that's I don't how know what this is saying about place. me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was. I tried. I tried to slide Instagram in first, and that's how we like. Oh, hey! I see you've been uh, looking at my stuff. What's going on? <laughs> I I tried to slide into everyone's DMs. So and I'm like, hey, you want to come on the pod? And if they say yes, it's awesome. If they ignore me, I might message them again in a few weeks or something. But I'm really happy you did. So while we're on Instagram, let's talk about your Instagram because your Instagram is full with amazing mm. content. You have thanks. You have amazing. You got all these posts and these reels. You got tips like you got strength training tips, recovery tips, motivational things. You have gut health tips. Let's talk a little bit about your Instagram and what you try to do with your Instagram account. Ah, uh, so I try to. Part of it is just a real account of like being a runner, right? So I think today I posted about how my speed run this morning was not great. Um, but then with like the coach side of it, so I'm not just going to vomit about how my run sucked because you can find a lot of that. Like that's easy to find. Uh, but also like, okay, so what does it mean? And how maybe you could think about it if you're a runner and you had a run that was really awful, like you could think about it, like, you know, where, where does it go for you and things to think Mm -hmm. about to be helpful. Uh, so I like, like, I'm a teacher, I'm an elementary school teacher, I have a master's in teaching, so my heart is in a place of just helping and teaching, whether that's somebody I coach or just the general, somebody who finds my Instagram and is stalking or following. (laughs) 
I really appreciate posts like that, though, because you you get the relatability factor, but then you're also educating at the same time. So if I'm scrolling and if I can learn something and be like, all right, this doesn't have to be a bad run every time. Like, what can I do differently to to help correct it? So that is such a good resource to have. It's it's very good. I'm glad you do that. It's a lot of work too. Those kind of reels and stuff. Ugh. You guys, you guys with the social media. <laughs> I'm trying to learn it. It's you get you're just like Alex. I think Alex Larson, a nutritionist we had a while ago. You give so much good content, and if you go beyond just looking at the photo and you read, gotta read the, the captions, caption, and, everybody, and you read what you write. <laughs> like it's it's great stuff. I'm looking at one right now. What to do when a workout seems overwhelming, and just the content you have is great. How much do you prep ahead of time for your Instagram stuff? Do you have a bunch of things and then you kind of like spread it out throughout the week? Or do you kind of just do everything one thing at a time every day? Because that's kind of the way I do it right now. I'm one once a day. I'm trying to prepare. I'm trying to prep and I get all my reels in the drafts and then just filter them out every day. But how do you well, do Well, I used to do that where I would just like put things up and then I started trying to batch content. So at least like thinking about what I wanted to post or like what could be helpful, but then it still would end up being like, okay, random stuff or not getting a post today or not, whatever. Um, I've recently started putting something on my blog. So like a longer content. Um, and then, so like last week I talked about finding like the right pace to do different workouts at, and then I, funneled that into the posts that were like the more educational or the care, you know, the ones that have lots of pictures or the, you know, helpful tips like that. Uh, and then I still, it's still me, like, it's just me. I don't have other people that do the social media. So like today's post was just organic, like how I was feeling after my run. Um, so it was a bad run. And then it was like the self coaching that I had, right? So Instead of I used to have a bad run and then be cranky all day. So like, okay, what am I coaching myself through? Because if I'm coaching myself through that, somebody else could probably use that too. So take it there. Just go that extra step. Where can people find your blog? Uh, Misadventures of a Marathoner. So it's misadventuresofamarathoner.com slash blog. What is best run year ever? Uh, Best run year ever is my virtual training club. So it's a training, like you would have a normal training club. It's just all virtual. So there's base training plans and then race specific training plans. You can kind of mix and match and pick and pull. And then I'm there to help figure out how to blend it all together and where all the things match. Uh, I do it with a couple of other women who kind of have taken on leadership positions as well. And so there's like educational posts in terms of running. And then there's community building. Right now we have a fun bingo challenge. So that's all runners focused, you know, like run four times this week, finish your run before 6am. I don't know, there's a bunch of just random things like that on a bingo card that we made. Uh, We've had challenges, we just started this year. So I think one of the challenges uh, last month was to eat 30 different fruits and veggies in a week. Um, oh, and then oh, one wow. of the other ones was to, uh, track your fuel. So like how, how was what you were eating during the run making you feel? Cause we had talked about all kinds of things, um, related to run fueling. We had a RD that specializes in endurance sport in women come on and do like an hour long call. So kind of each month has a different focus. April, we're going to be talking about mindset 
like performance mindset. We have a performance coach uh, for athletes that's going to do a call for us, I think, at the beginning of April. So all things. <laughs> Very cool. Does does someone need to be one of your athletes to be part of this or can anyone be part of Best Anybody Run can. Ever? This is separate from one-on-one coaching. So I do have some carryover between the two, but it's a separate. So you're not paying for the one-on-one coaching. It's not quite the same level of attention. I'm not going to be checking in with you, you know, a couple times a week, like I would with my one-on-one athletes, but you do have access to me for questions and things like that. And then you also get the group. No, I, I really love it, Erica. You got to check it out. Yeah. It, it looks really cool. Best run year ever. Um, it has this whole entire. I'm I'm showing. It's a <laughs> podcast, so you guys can't see this. But I looked at this the other day, and I'm like, this is really cool. So, guys, check it out. If you go to Jen's Instagram and you just go to the bio and hit the link, it will bring you to one of the links in there, and, and kind of like a link tree. You'll see her name is Jen Vickery, not Jen Steele. Just ignore that. Kind of funny. <laughs> We talked about it. We talked about it earlier. It. <laughs> well, there you go. There's but some yeah, no. constructive criticism. <laughs> Not even that. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> That's where you can find all her stuff. So her Instagram is really cool. And I'm glad that you slid into our, our DMs. And I'm glad that we found each other. This is awesome. There's some awesome content you have here. So guys, check it out. Read the captions. I feel like we kind of skipped over your run coaching thing, though. We did talk about it a little bit, but like. Is there anything you want to add? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we skipped over it. So let's talk about, you know, how people can find you and what the process is when you talk to them. And like, what do you get when you do one-on-one coaching? I, I mean, it is kind of a little bit self-explanatory, but I'm sure there's so much more to it that we want to know. You get coaching that's one-on-one. No, I know, one. but like she, you do your free, your, like you're free with best run year ever, but what else, like what, why... Train with you, <laughs> for, yeah, for well, lack of a better. And, and maybe more in general, what's the benefit of having a run coach? Because you even go. you're a run coach, but you have a run coach yes, of your own. I am a run coach, and I f- actually find that most run coaches do work with coaches because we see too, the yeah. value in it. Uh, I think that a big part of it is just having a second pair of eyes on training plans and having somebody else look at it and either it can happen one of two ways, depending on the type of runner you are and the season you're in either tell you like poor belief into you, uh, which is definitely where I'm at. Um, because I didn't run super consistently before I had kids, I'm increasingly getting faster having like after having kids. And so I look at workouts that my coach writes for me and I'm like, I I can't, I don't, I can't, I've never done that before. I've never run that pace before ever. I don't know that that's possible. And so like having somebody who I can tell that to, and that's not like my best running friend that's like, come on, try it. But like somebody that actually knows the data and my fitness Mm -hmm. that can like, these are all the reasons why you can do it. And on the other hand, also help people scale back sometimes. Um, I have some runners who are like, but I'm just going to go out and do like three hours this weekend. Like, no, you're absolutely not. Like, (laughs) that's not a good plan. And here's the reasons why, or like, these are the reasons why you shouldn't just copy your friend's training plan. Because the last time you did that, I'm reminding you that you got injured. And so we have the plan that we have so that you don't get injured so that you remember to spend the time doing the strength training and the mobility and 
so that you can actually show up on race day and give yourself a chance of that time that you want. But if you're injured, you don't get that. And so I think Mm -hmm. depending on the type of person you are and the phase of life you're in, like that's the biggest reason to have a coach. I also think it can help if you're feeling really bored. Um, Just you tend to think the same things when you're doing your own training. So have somebody give you different workouts or think of things differently or put things in a different order or just any random little thing I think can help a lot of times when you're not feeling like burnt out, like you need to stop running, but you're just kind of feeling bored, which happens. Oh, it's so useful. It's just so useful having a coach. I should probably, I need to get another coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I, here we go. <laughs> I love, I didn't, I didn't really realize this until this past year, but I love that running coaches have their own running coaches and they all seem to be pretty level-headed. They're not like, I know more than you. I'm a run coach too. No, that's not going to work. They listen. Every run coach we had have had on, the three, have their own run coaches. I love that. That's so cool. I, I don't I don't think I've seen that in other other sports outside of running, biking, triathlon. I think it's one of those things that's really unique to the running world, right? Or triath like endurance sport, I guess is the way to put it, right? It's yes, not absolutely. the same in other arenas. But I think part of it is because so much of it is just having an eyes on your plan and somebody it's so specific to know your goal versus in a competitive like a where you're competing against other people, there's so much strategy that like having experience in certain arenas will help you more or like having this plan is going to help you more. But with running, it's so just focused on you and what works for you and narrowing that down, like even fuel. I talk to my athletes all the time and I'm like, I have a lot of guidelines I'm going to send you. And then I'm going to send you a tracking sheet because it's going to be different for everybody. What works for me might not work for you. And the gels that I like, you might hate. And you Mm. might be able to eat peanut butter. And I can't eat peanut butter the morning of a long run. And like, there's so much that's just like, what, what do you like? And what does it works for you that you just got to figure it out and then know it. So you, you said the word endurance, endurance athletes. How can I talk you into triathlon and how can Erica talk you into an ultra marathon? Well, Erica's job's already done because I'm pretty sure it's, I'm going to do one in January. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Sold. Breaking news. I did, I did a lot of work trying to get that out of her. So. What ultra marathon are you going to do? I like to joke that all good running decisions are made because a friend convinces you to do something. So, Obviously, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one of my good friends who I run a bunch with down here is turning 40 and wants to run. There's a ultra on Catalina in yeah, Island in oh. January. And so I think, I think that's it. I'm not Beautiful. ready to commit to 50 Beautiful. miles, but 50K. Perfect. Okay. So – so I know we're, we're, we're friends now. That's the deal. We're friends. And I'm going to convince you into doing one because you're in San Diego. It's not that far of a trip for you. It's a bigger one for us. Let's go to Mexico and do the Cabo Blanco Ultra Marathon. Is that, did I say that right, Erica? You'd have to Copper be, Canyons have to in Mexico. I think it, <laughs> He's the one with I think the good it was Spanish. The, the, <laughs> yeah, he did. There's an Ultra Marathon in Mexico That's the born to in run. the middle of nowhere, Mexico. Like, Marathon, yes, right? yeah. that's the one, the book yeah. Born to Run. Yes, let's do that one. You coming with us? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how the first one goes. She didn't say no. <laughs> Eric, I'll do it if you wear jeans. No. No, you're going <laughs> to. No. <laughs> if Doozer can do it, you can do it. Come on. 
No, I want to do that one. And it can't be that far from San Diego. Well, it depends on where in Mexico it is. Like I'm going to Cancun next week and you know, it's, it's the East yeah, Coast. So it's like a four and a half, almost five hour flight. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's closer to you than obviously that spot. It's in northern Mexico, a series of massive canyons in the Sahara Madre. I can't say that word, mountains. They're supposed to be bigger um, than the Grand Canyon, correct? Like the the canyon down there, it's bigger? I think so. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. I didn't realize the race was still happening. They oh, had yeah. it this year, I guess. It just right? happened the other week. <laughs> All right. We have so, an inside scoop. <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> Jen, it is more south of phoenix and albuquerque it's like in the middle it's a day trip jen mm, day trip. getting Just there a day is a trip. day trip <laughs> getting back is a day trip mm-hmm. oh no we're gonna stay there of course we're gonna have a blast we're gonna do it jen's gonna do it with us i love it <laughs> friends talk friends into doing crazy stupid well, that things. is true <laughs> we're so off track <laughs> all right Jed, this has been fun. We've fallen off. We've gone all over the map here. I don't even know what direction we're supposed to go in now if I go back and look at the notes. But I find a random photo in your Instagram and I go creeping down there and I try to find, you know, something. And unfortunately, the screenshot, there's no date. So I can't remember the day. But I found a photo of you and you are be underneath this gigantic tree that has a big hole in it. It looks like you could crawl inside the tree. It also looks like the tree might fall oh, on yeah. top of you any moment now. What's going on in this photo? So that picture is actually really old, like older than the photo is. And it's because it's like circa around the time that I ran Nike, the marathon. But I don't have very many pictures from that time. I wasn't documenting things. We didn't really have cameras on our phones that were very good. Um, And so it's like a picture from them. I actually think I'm wearing like my finisher's jacket from the Nike women's half. And that was actually on a hike in central California um, that my husband and I did. So it was supposed to be a hike out to a waterfall. We never really, like it wasn't a great waterfall, but that was where we ended up hanging out and having lunch. (laughs) And, and a big reason I picked this photo, and I'm not going to read it to everyone because, one, they don't want to hear me do it, but it was the caption you wrote. So I was trying to scroll and find it as you were saying that. Oh. <laughs> what did I say? Guys, you got you guys got to find – well, it was running base, and it was about what you kind of just told me. You got to go find the photo, guys, and you got to, one, like it, two, comment, three, share, <laughs> boost her Instagram up there. But really – Read the captions, guys. She wrote some great captions in, in all of her photos. She has some great photos, some great things. Oh, here is here is a close second place. It's not coming. <laughs> a bush? That's, I see a bush. <laughs> oh, yeah. You went, like, in the vault. People are never going to scroll back long enough to find Oh, these. he always, he digs deep for these. That's yep. from my old house before we moved. So it's, like, a solid two and a half years old. <laughs> What is it? The T- a TLC song? Cause that creep. <laughs> yeah, creep. <laughs> At least you're honest about it, man. <laughs> I try. I try to do the research. I just unfortunately left all my notes at home, but I saved the screenshots. I like it. 
Perfect. All right. All right, Eham, your turn. My question, there's no need to panic. <laughs> so we have our own Spotify playlist that we like to ask our guests if they'd like to pick a song. Could be anything that pumps you up, that's inspirational, that you like to listen to while working out or at any time, really. We know a lot of people don't like to l- listen to music while they work out or run because, yeah, it clarifies your mind. But would you like to add something to our list? I am a huge I am a huge proponent of listening to music while I run and actually it's been shown to lower lower your rate of perceived exertion on really hard runs. So, Ooh, um, I like that learning yeah. something. <laughs> uh right now it's really silly, but my favorite like speed work song is the greatest what is it? I just pulled mine up. The greatest show, like the title track to the musical. Yes. It's like lots of people clapping, really strong you bass, mean the- like the greatest, the, greatest the, the greatest showman. The greatest showman. The greatest show from that's the greatest showman. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's such a good movie. I watched that movie like, you know this. You have kids and they see a movie. They want to watch yes, it every day. Time. Every right. day. Luckily, that one never got old. I love it every time we watch that movie. The songs are great. The acting's great. I actually like Zach Efron yeah. in it. I thought he was good. Jackman was great. Um, what's the girl's name? Zadaya? Zadaya. Yeah. Oh, I love Zendaya. her. I adore her. Ugh. The whole movie was great. It was, And it was funny, too, at the same it's time. Good. It's just a good all-around. Fun, fun it's a great fact movie. That song does get you pumped up. That song... That is a wonderful song as it is, but Panic at the Disco did a version of it too. I'm gonna have <laughs> really to find like that. that one too. Yeah, that sounds it's, like it's right good. up I my mean, alley. It's a whole different vibe, but it's a great vibe nonetheless. So. It's like Panic at the Disco <laughs> covering what is that Frozen song? Like it's the same idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be so great. Good. It's yeah. like on the Frozen uh, Two soundtrack. Like what I can't remember the title the and blanking on like I've the heard title it before, track, but, but I can't. Can't think of it either. Too Come on, you're kids. the one with kids we too, Newt. To all the frozen from the second yes. one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up because I cannot. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? Can you imagine if painting at one. the disco did that song out of all? <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> you know, my favorite song from Frozen is the one when uh, Olaf sings. Is it warm or sunny or something like that? In summer. In summer. Oh, I love but Olaf. Kristoff. But Kristoff, I love Kristoff's being like a little wise guy. Like, I'm going to tell him. And and then Anna's like, don't you dare. Oh, that's so good. You were you were looking for a song, though, I think. Oh, it was Into the Unknown. I found it. Is that the one that, that goes like, ah, like with yeah. the singing and the uh, notes that I absolutely cannot hit? Yep. <laughs> so, and then Panic at the Disco song, covers it. Jen, this was awesome. Jen, I'm, I want to give you a chance to like pump your own tires. Tell people where they can find you if they want, you know, running uh, coaching uh, tips or advice and or to be part of best run year ever, because I actually think that's cool. I, I really like the concept of best run year ever. I think that's Thanks. great. I'm super excited. We just opened or we're about to open enrollment for April. We only open enrollment for like a week out of the month. Um, otherwise, we really try and build community and help people get to know each other and cheer each other on and support each other. So it's super fun. If you want information on Best Run Year Ever, it is bestrunyearever.com. And if you want to find me, like Eric mentioned, I am Misadventures of a Marathoner. And you can find a free two-week training plan, strength plan, nutrition plan, all in one at my website, misadventuresofamarathoner.com slash shop. How do you come up with that name? You know the little... Tongue twister of a name. You know the little graph that's like 
progress isn't linear and it like goes up and down and like goes over time. Yeah. Um, it kind of started from there. Like, yes, I'm going to run marathons, but like, it's definitely progress is not going to be linear. So kind of along the way. And I liked the alliteration. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much. All right, Jen, we've kept you for so long, but we want to thank you for your time and for sharing all that knowledge with us and all of your great stories. So you're welcome to come back anytime. I can't wait to hear about how Chicago goes for you. And we're just looking forward to hearing more from you. Let's do a little Instagram live hit after Chicago. Yeah, that sounds super fun. I'm so down. Absolutely. No, this is great. I know it's 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 late here, but it's probably dinner time at your house and the kids are probably like, Mom, mom, the meatloaf, mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> it's way more way more Midwest than I do, but yeah, it's time. <laughs> yeah. No, this this worked out great on the timing of everything because we're East Coast, you're West Coast. It worked out great. So I really thank you again for sliding into our DMs and for reaching out and and uh we'll see you in Mexico when we do the Cabo Blanco fifty miler. thank you so much it was so fun (laughs) everybody jen Steele on the on the runs podcast that was awesome thank you thank you so much jen for coming on and talking to us and sharing your awesome awesome experience with those uh firefighters there (laughs) firefighters and tuxedos i have to say i'm a little bit jealous that sounds like an epic race especially with a tiffany necklace they give you a tiffany necklace i'm not that jealous i'm not no no you wouldn't do that race no no i would i'm just not that jealous of the award (laughs) or the firefighters and tuxedos i would i probably would play it up a little bit though oh yeah 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 so maybe maybe us guys will get a cool race where we get a um Mini Stanley Cups or something. There's my head still on the pillow. A mini Stanley Cup. Oh, that's cute. Anyways, that was great. Jennifer, thanks for coming on. That was so much fun. I know that was a long time coming. We were talking for quite a while. I think you even talked to her in the fall. And then we finally did the interview and it's been weeks. It's been over a month. It did take us a while to connect initially, but I'm glad we finally did. And it's about time you're getting this episode out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm blaming him because well, <laughs> yeah, I like, Austin I do a whole and lot. sickness and all oh, that. Yeah, it's been a rough couple of weeks. For, I can tell my voice is still not really back. It's better than it was. Yeah, it's much better. But we've been talking for over two hours now, and this is what has kind of happened. So yeah, I'm trying to limit my talking, save it for the podcast. You know, right. you know, just do a lot of texting or whatever. And um, <laughs> I'm like thinking podcast voice, podcast voice. Need to get my podcast. voice You need to back start and drinking. Green tea. Isn't green tea and oh, honey, you honey think... and lemon or something? Honey, no, you? honey makes sense. Green doesn't really. Oh. Well, tea. Tea with honey. I do like lemon tea. I think lemon would be. Well, there you go. Just add some honey. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I usually just drink the free tea at work, like hot water in the thing. I do a dab <laughs> of cold water, and then I get one of the tea bags, which is typically, I always go for the lemon. Unless there's no lemon, then I'll go green or black. Do you want to know the weird drink concoction that uh, Brandon and I will drink when we're sick? it's very strange but delicious so uh we will take a packet of emergency yes i know it yeah um we will heat up water in the microwave because we don't have a kettle or anything but we'll we'll heat up that add a packet of emergency i will add lemon juice and some honey and it makes a delicious drink Mm. because it's like an orange flavored so it's like a citrusy um emergency packet and I don't know if it kills any of the the good stuff in there, but you get your vitamins, your vitamin C, your zinc. So it's a process. 
It is not. A, it's not as difficult as yeah, it sounds, but it's really good. You, you do need a kettle. Like I got a kettle pot, and I would um because I said you have to boil water for the key to life. Oh, stop. for the key to life. But it would. It was a process because I have to boil it, then let it cool down. And if I let it boil too long, it takes a while to cool down. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I, but this is just to. Plus, like the the warm liquid just like opens up your sinuses and helps you get rid of the yeah. stuff. So speaking of sinuses, yeah. so my chiropractor's been doing all this sinus work on yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. He'll like he'll he'll he he kind of like he'll ask me to breathe, turn my head and breathe heavy, and he'll he'll shake my right here. He'll shake, move everything around, and then he'll he'll do it here, and he'll tap. But he'll take his fingers and he'll pop, 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 and he keeps tapping. It's kind of interesting. Does he get it flowing? Your sinus. It's supposed flowing? to help get it flowing, but. Luckily for me, but not for him to sh- see how well it's really working, is the mucus and all that stuff. So- oh, stop it with the mucus. <laughs> Katie hates that. She was like, tell him to stop saying that word. It's all kind of gone away. I'm yeah. just trying to recover like fully with the voice. <laughs> Sometimes I have like a dry cough and I, you know, but I'm really, I am feeling a lot better. But wow, this one took me out for a while. Mm. And uh, the chiropractor, it's just the stuff he's doing and the cracking of my neck is really what like opens up the nostrils. Okay. And he's gotten some good cracks. And I say, like, those have been chunky. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, that's because that's because of your sinuses, the head cracks. Today he made the comment, like, we're not really getting any cracks with my back when he tries to twist me. Mm-hmm. But, like, the neck cracks are, like, they're they're chunky. And <laughs> he goes, so yeah, weird. well, that's because of your sinuses and everything. So That's strange. Yeah. But this was um, – that was a great interview with with uh, Jen. She was a blast. Uh, would love to go out and visit her in the West Coast. San there's Diego a lot of here cool, is great. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Out we've there. met some so we've met so many cool people because of this podcast. And the best is uh, the ones who reach out to us, like Jen. Like, oh yeah, I mean, you're all the best. Even the ones we reach out to. So we oh we need to talk about. Last Thursday night. Yes, we do. Last Thursday night. We'll talk about it more next <sighs> week when we have her on. But yeah. no, let's save it because it's gonna. We're gonna talk to her tomorrow, and we'll have the story tomorrow about last Thursday night. But last Thursday night we went to a Boston Marathon medal celebration. That was awesome. All I can say is, Lori, you are the sweetest human on the planet. That's all I'm gonna say. It's making me tear. I don't know if you can see it just thinking about it, but we will fill you in. <laughs> but just had to give you a shout out. Oh, you really are tearing. I, I, it's so easy to do. Yeah, you are yeah. tearing. I'm a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. What else can we say to make you cry right now? Oh, if I watch like anything on TV where the characters are crying, I'm, I'm gone. Armageddon. Disney movies. Armageddon. Up. You know, when... Um, that what, one actually didn't Bruce, do it for me. That's one of the only ones I've ever cried in. Come on. What did I... Oh, do you watch The Last of Us? No. Oh, we already talked about this. I Lena's on my side. <laughs> but um we yeah, the the um what the hell is his name? Ron Swanson. <laughs> Never heard Offerman, of it. Nick Offerman. Must not be that good. No, the Nick Offerman episode, I bawled my eyes out. Oh yeah. I, oh my god. You know what I want to <laughs> see? And my mom watched it this past week and I it, it has been on my list, but I want to see the Gardens of the Galaxy. You've ne- wait, you've never seen any of them? No, I went what? on. Yeah, I went. I love Guardians. They're I want to so see it, it. Seems like an awesome epic movie with some like great music too. Dude, it's fantastic. I went on the roller coaster at Disney. It was awesome. It was awesome so much that <laughs> we we had to wait quite a while. Yeah, that wait was worth it, and we even bought the speed pass for that, and still probably waited forty minutes. Oh, that was worth it. With the Avatar ride at Disney, we waited two hours and twenty minutes. 
It was the longest we waited for any ride. Everyone says this is the ride to go on. Not worth it at all. Not at all. Cool ride. Neat experience. Not worth it. Not not, not for two and a half hours. No, whatever, no, no, not even for forty five nah. minutes. I think. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I put that it. Up. Everest ride was awesome. Everest was yeah. Avatar wasn't even the best ride at Animal Kingdom. Oh no. So, that's we, that. We got off topic. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, making me cry. Oh yeah. Man. Well, uh, it's not hard to do. I, I don't want to make you cry right now. I want you to talk about your race coming up. Oh, yes. Oh, it is coming up so soon, you guys. So May 13th, Saturday, Arms Park in Manchester, the total image running, 10 miler and 10K. 8 a.m. It is coming up so soon. Bring your babies. Bring your... <laughs> I will not kiss babies. Bring your dogs. Weird. He keeps saying that. No baby kissing, but... but okay, she won't fun. kiss your baby, but she'll change their diaper. I will pet your dogs. <laughs> That's that's what I can. <laughs> hey, where'd all the stuff go? It used to be right there. Where yeah, did it all go? We we clean the house. It's in the basement now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My house is not a dump anymore. Well, it is a mountain bike uh, garage. Well, yeah. it's a mountain bike right there, guys. <laughs> it's a big mountain bike. Pretty clean. Yeah, because Brandon doesn't get to ride it very often anymore. Mm, bummer. You <laughs> I should... hope he gets to though. He he really likes that thing. He put a lot of work and money into that. But well, yeah. great pod. <laughs> Yes, great pod. Uh, uh, guys, guys, come to this race. It's going to be a blast. Uh, the 13th at 8 a.m. Sign up if you haven't already. If you're within the Mentor Ohio uh, <laughs> radius, you are required to go. If you are not, uh, sign up virtually. And if uh, you're not required to go, but uh, some of you it's are. It's going to be fun if you can make it. If you not, know who you I'll, are. I'll let, you, I'll let it slide. We have, um, it's going to be great. We have a, a few more great interviews already lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, couple this week, couple next week. I'm getting my voice back, hopefully. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram, at On The Runs. And join our Patreon account if you want. If you love us that much, join our Patreon account. We really appreciate the seven of you who are on the right now. Seven people on Patreon. See, seven. I'm going to need to get – send. all right, if you're a Patreon, send me your addresses. I have a special surprise for you. Yes. Oh, she does. It's right over there. We also – we need to stock up and send them more to like our last 20 guests who haven't gotten anything. <laughs> Very true. But yes. this is – this surprise is special only for the Patreon. Right. It's a Patreon-only surprise. So I'll – I, I guess you know what we'll do? Today's May 1st. Mm-hmm. Let's go. If you join our Patreon by your race, they'll get one too? Or do you want to extend it to Memorial Day? Um, I was going to say until supp- <laughs> supplies run out, but <laughs> I'll, I can order more. You're right. So. You're right. You know, <laughs> Whatever you, you know, guys want to no, do. No, great, great. So we have seven right now. I think I have ten. So there's three things. more. The next three Patreons. <laughs> the next three Patreons will get this special surprise. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> I'm gonna let you do it, dude. All right, this is great. Uh, yeah, Patreon guys, thank you, thing. thank you to everyone who was on there. Uh, we got one more new Patreon shout out. We're gonna save it for the next one. And thank you, mom. I love you. And <laughs> and uh, hi, Janice. We this, never shouted out Mary either, did we? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay. All right, we hi did. Mary. We're, well, we're shouting you out we, again. We didn't shout out Mary. We shout out Tom. <laughs> thank I you tom and mary uh mary will be on soon guys you're gonna like her she's a joy she is a absolute sweet joy so guys enjoy the rest of your week can't wait to talk to you in the next one hopefully may will bring some sunny warm weather so you can not forget to stretch outside erica's favorite month by the way because 
It's gonna be Meg. I'm like, that's adorable. I wouldn't go plastering my ass on Instagram, but I would still, I would wear those. I would rock those. Same. You say that and then I say content. Yes, you say content and I say no. (laughs) I will shut that down.